My name is Uma Kocher Lakota, and you're listening to In the Books, a podcast about stories of medicine and history. Today's episode is about strokes, more specifically about stroke recovery. This is the second in a two-part series about strokes, so if you missed the first part, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that first. You can find it on whje.com if you search In the Books. We left James Ferrone, our stroke victim from the last episode, while he was in the hospital. Although his stroke wasn't diagnosed until two months later, he had already suffered serious neurological damage. So the recovery process had to begin immediately. Uh, they, they wanted to put me in a treatment facility, and I basically said, I want to go home. I had never been in a hospital for overnight before, even. Um, so I was scared. And... I remember my, my mother and my wife were talking over me and said uh, they're, they're discussing how they would have to completely rearrange their lives in order to, to make it work. And I finally just, I kind of had a moment where I just realized I was being very selfish and I said, all right, put me in the facility. It was in this facility, the Kessler Institute for Stroke Rehabilitation, that Ferone's treatment really began. Um, having someone say, we're going to put you in a facility is a scary thing. Because you don't know what, what's going on. You don't know what to expect. It was a long treatment process, and every day brought a new challenge. I was in physical therapy for over six months. Um, but, I mean, initially it was just get up and try to walk. I was still not walking when I left, um, which was ten days later, so it had been a little over two weeks uh, since it happened, um, um, I was I was in wheelchair for probably another two weeks before I graduated to a walker. Um, and at that time, they had uh, someone coming to my home for physical therapy sessions three times a week. Uh, I honestly, one after, shortly after I hit home, after the after I got out of the wheelchair, I started improving much faster. Um, for a while, that was it. Um, after a while, I graduated to try to walking on, you know, uh, rougher surfaces. Um, try to try to walk while doing other things. Um, it was simple. Uh, you know, again, we're trying to work on my dexterity. There wasn't really a lot of strength issues. My strength was very good still. Um, so it was basically trying to get my dexterity back. The stroke recovery process is a difficult one for both the victims of a stroke and their families. Michael Morse, a retired captain of Providence, Rhode Island's fire department, saw his mother have a stroke and was there during her recovery process. She booked a flight to North Carolina to visit my sister. I remember driving her to the airport, and I was really, really happy for her because it was like her first big um, thing that she did all on her own. And that uh, sounds kind of ridiculous being 55, but in back in those, not that it was that long ago, but um, she, her and my father were uh, kind of joined at the hip, and she didn't really, she wasn't that independent. So anyway, she, um, I dropped her off at the airport. She was really, really happy. She was excited. Um, that's the last time I saw her walking, talking, or standing. She made it to North Carolina. Within a day and a half, I believe she was there. The, um, the, the massive stroke came in my sister's kitchen. 
Being an EMT, Morse had a unique view of his mother's stroke. Yeah, it wasn't a mystery, that's for sure. I visualized exactly what had happened. I could see um, through what I had learned as far as strokes happened, the uh, blood clot probably, don't really know, lack of oxygen, um, you know, to her brain, and that just, that brain, it just spread so rapidly, and it destroyed um, a lot of her thinking part of her, her brain, I believe. But um, unfortunately, yeah, I, I know exactly what happened, and I can visualize it, and I could see... Now, I'm no doctor, believe me, but I do have some sort of understanding of what happened. And seeing his mother suffer has made Morse's position even more personal to him. After my mother's stroke, I became a heck of a lot more, not involved, but I followed up with the patients. I would check on them periodically throughout the night. I'd, you know, visit them in their room, see how they were doing. And being, being an EMT or a paramedic, you go into people's homes and you see their families, you see their pictures on the wall, you see basically what they had for breakfast, what they're watching on TV. I did anyways. I was kind of strange like that. I was pretty observant. Um, and just get a feel for who these people are and how they live their lives. And it just kind of stinks when you have to carry them out. Hope, you know, hopefully not for the last time, but you just know it's probably for the last time you're carrying them out of their house. And it's, it's yeah, I, I took it personally. For stroke victims, recovery never really ends. Both Ferone and Morse know this very well. So during your recovery process, was there ever any time where you just thought it was like too hard or that you would never fully recover? No. Uh, I, you know, you, you have good days and bad days, but there was never a time when I said I'm never going to recover. Um, uh, I always assumed I would. Um, I, I, and I don't know why. Um, it's stubbornness or, or whatever. Um, but I just always assumed that I would fully recover. For 91.3 WHJE, this has been Uma Kocher Lakota. For more stories like this, visit whje.com and search for In the Books, a podcast about medical history.